Hello, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Uh, not much. What's up with you? Uh, I am in the midst of wrapping up an edit on a shot, a Ooh. double exposure shot. I'm going to share my screen and live on the on the cast, on the pod, I mean, sorry. I want to get the... your feedback as to which one do you think is cool. Okay. The cast Can you pod. see my screen? Yes. Oh, look at, hey, who's that guy? There we okay, go. So we got this one. Pretty cool. Okay. I'm looking at uh, two people with a light behind them sort of silhouetted Ooh, that's cool Ooh, i like that one and that one so <clears throat> i'm gonna go with uh so the ones i'm looking at are sort of a uh, a circular central sort of almost looks like um kind of like sun radiance or something i don't know yeah so what's happening it. here uh, i have a, it's like a vinyl base, record or base something. image of a couple just silhouetted against a wall and oftentimes <laughs> when i'm doing double exposures i'll take um that same exact starting shot you know whatever has the best expression best uh, composition overall and then take a series of double exposures just so i have options later so i'm presenting nathan with th four different options it's the exact same base photo of the couple as a silhouette four different background textures all very different and so what are you leaning toward uh the okay i'm leaning towards two um i'm not i'm not a super fan of that one this finally looking one circular one i love the one with sort of stars moving around looks like this one? that one's cool that one's probably the one that speaks to me the most but the next one go to the next one that one I think is maybe a little more Sam Hurdy. Okay. Um, that, that one feels a little too busy to me. I think yeah. I think I'm going to go with this one. That one. You think the vinyl record is too? It's this is actually brushed metal. Okay, it's just a little too obvious that it's a double okay. exposure. I think. What about this one? I like that one a lot. I think that could be like an additional one you could hey, deliver. Cool. I'll, I'll narrow it down after I play around with editing more. Uh, we, you know, we could talk about anything today. One thing I, that immediately surfaced to my mind that I'm curious if you've investigated more because I've been spending a lot of time doing it is sort of Adobe's apparent attempt to build almost like its own little social network. Yeah. Uh, did you did you hunt through my feed of uh, content? So, well, let me just set it up here. Well, if I, you did, log I did look into a little your, bit. Yeah. If you... Um, I paid. I knew this existed, but it wasn't open to everybody. If you uh, open Lightroom Mobile, either on your desktop or through the mobile app on your phone or whatever, not Lightroom Classic, but the actual mobile app, yeah, uh, they classic. pushed a huge uh, update recently that hooks in more of this like learning platform to the entire app. So, like literally, Learn is a tab now on the mobile app along with discover. And if you click on that, you'll see a feed, almost like an Instagram feed of photos. Cool. That's neat. But what's really cool is if you tap into any of those particular photos, it will actually in the learn section, give you a tutorial, which is like a guided, literally line by line, any setting that was changed, it has you recreate that setting to almost develop like the muscle memory for how that edit played out. And then in discover in that mode, you can see any image you click into it and it doesn't give you the, the fader by fader tutorial, but it does show you the edits. So you can just yeah. swipe down and see what each edit does. And then if the photographer has given it, enabled it as an option, you can actually save that entire collection of edits as a preset. So I've been like uploading, I don't know, probably like a dozen images. I don't enable any of them to be saved as a preset because all mine are built with a custom camera profile that you would have to own and have installed for it to work, but you can still like run through all the settings and sort of see conceptually what 
I was going for. You're getting a sense of my pipeline or my workflow. Right, how, mm-hmm. how each setting goes after the next one and all that. It's kind of Exa- cool. Yeah, yeah. The gain stage. Uh, nah, that's horrible, mm-hmm. too. The, the something chain. Signal, signal flow. Signal change. The work, signal chain. Signal chain. I don't know. Sig- it's cool, but I'm shocked to like see signal. how prominently Adobe is featuring this in the actual mobile app now. I think that they... This is their sort of attempt to create an Instagrammy sort of social network. In all honesty, yeah, it's very interesting because I'm like, I'm like, oh, Sam Hearn. You can see like a bunch of your photos and how you edited them from raw state until you know their final edit, and it just kind of boom, 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 boom shows you every edit. It's kind of cool because like halfway through the image, you're like, how how is he going to get to this final? Yeah, and it just kind of keeps going. You're like, oh, okay, okay. I think it could definitely be. I don't know. I think this is this is something great. I think it's something really great. I think it's it's. Fantastic. I sent them some feedback asking if create a private link feature, either for a second entire feed or just the feed that you have on your profile. So that, um, like, for example, I don't know, I think enough photographers find that like this is meaningful educational material. And they have two different sections already, learn and discover. And so if you can break your feed up into like, hey, I want to I want to put this out there as a tutorial. Uh, but maybe you want people to pay for it or whatever via a private group. I, I don't think Adobe is interested in, in becoming the transactor of managing uh, people buying tutorials and all that. But if you right. could just create a private feed link that you can disseminate to your students via whatever platform you have. For me, my mind immediately goes to patrons. I already have an audience on Patreon. I would like to share an ongoing feed of just my Lightroom edits, but I don't necessarily want to just do all that for free because again this is meaningful so now if i can tag maybe a couple free ones here and there for people to like check out if they're not patrons or whatever again that would be that'd be ideal yeah anyway it's cool it's cool to see adobe thinking in this way uh i'm curious to see where it goes the picks up seam there are a few big name photographers on there peter mckinnon who's obviously most known for youtube i don't think he's a particularly fantastic photographer but he does find work yeah he's and you know he's getting 80,000 views on an edit or whatever. So that's, you know, there's some people already on here and it's just now it's been in beta for about a year. I think this whole thing, but I think the update they pushed this week was when they really opened it up to more users. So 80,000 views on a, on a shot. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's really cool. Shaping an image with multiple gradients, 5.4, let's see, creating a vintage look for conceptual image, 50,000 views. And so all they do right now, you can't actually like it. Oh, creating a prism color light portrait. Hey, yeah. lame. Wait, where is that? I'm I'm, tr- I'm looking on my I don't um, know. Lightroom uh, CC on my PC right now. I'm trying to see if this is going to work. So, um, you know, so, so. they really should overhaul the naming scheme and call light, uh, Lightroom. First of all, they're now calling it Photoshop Lightroom. Like Adobe Photoshop Lightroom is the full name of Lightroom, which is stupid. There's Adobe Photoshop Lightroom Classic, and then there's a photo Adobe Photoshop Lightroom. And the desktop app, I really think they should call that the, whatever the same as they call what's available on your mobile device, because it's the same app. So they, they, should, <laughs> they really fucked up these. The, the <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I see it they, right they under pulled like a um, MacBook or something. Yeah, if you go to learn and then learning topic all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I see it. I'm actually tones, editing. Create a prism. I'm editing the prism photo now. Great. Cool you can there. always click show original to see the original photo. 
This is cool. I think for, especially for beginners, um, this is really, really great introduction to Lightroom. Because they also explain, they say, okay, adjust the tone curve. Now notice like X, Y, and Z. Notice how many details are revealed or obscured. And this chapter will correct overall contrast and add popular matte effect using the tone curve the red green and blue curves so they kind of like show you some edits and show you exactly how to so, do it. oh yeah exactly cool. it's it's a really thoughtful holding your hand tutorial uh one thing though i'm curious about they don't support right now custom profiles so like all of mine for example if you tried to download it as a preset or or do a tutorial edit all of mine would default to adobe color as the profile which wouldn't look right yeah and i'm curious i know the develop people uh company has had some back and forth testing with uh adobe products over the years and i'm I'm curious if they're going to somehow support the promotion of like hey here's a tutorial here's an edit here's how it was done but also here's where you can buy the profile you need to unlock like the full potential of or the full intention of how this photo was made to work i don't know it's it's interesting to see but yeah. uh none of this none of these features n- zero are accessible through lightroom sorry adobe photoshop lightroom classic <laughs> most right. ridiculous name in the world right but, i mean i think i wonder how long editor, it's going to be for until we you know sw- end up switching over they did also I, I noticed one of my big complaints between classic and now the kind of mobile whatever app they should have just called this lightroom cloud but anyway, um, Lightroom one of my big complaints yeah. was that you couldn't see edit history, but they did, uh, they didn't enable it in the way that I like, but they did enable versioning. So you can save a distinct version of a photo oh, a copy cool. and, and go back to that. But I, I want to see that whole, you know, historical one by one step in a feed. Once that is a feature in Adobe Lightroom, uh, mobile Adobe, whatever Adobe <laughs> the, CC. the newer iteration yeah it's not called cc anymore this is what i'm saying they're Wait, really hold fucking hold up it's called no, adobe on. photoshop lightroom oh that adobe is what, photoshop lightroom you're right so stupid they renamed it again and then again the the classic version is called adobe photoshop lightroom classic yeah Do- like, adobe photoshop lightroom classic they should have just called it lightroom classic and lightroom cloud and then i wonder if the gonna... mobile app should just be also called lightroom cloud Right, but here's the thing. There, at some point, and I think this is going to be years down the line, they need to like merge Photoshop and Lightroom together. 100%. It would yes. it would be so cool to because uh, there's some things that like just little color adjustments like look like absolute see, garbage in Photoshop. Yeah, but they they're bringing in Photoshop. I don't know. I, I really what they need to bring in it, the problem is layering. So right now. Right. It, the concept of a layer doesn't really exist in Lightroom. It's you kind of have stacks of tools, but distinct layers. Like you can't add a new layer of effects in Lightroom right now, the way that you can in Photoshop. And you can't blend that layer at a different opacity or a blending mode or anything like that. And I think they're, right. they're going to keep that a distinct difference, but I would like to see a nice little liquify tool. And yeah. that's, yeah, I, love, I would love I, I a liquify tool in Lightroom. In terms of a business move, I, I think Adobe wants to stick with um, having photographers pay for more than just one app. Because if they did yeah. make it good enough that you only needed Lightroom, then you know it's hard to justify. I, I forget what the minimum pack is, but I think it includes two or three 
apps. Yeah. It's the one. Anyway. Lightroom and Photoshop. The, the monthly subscription. Yeah. Yeah. It includes Lightroom, Photoshop, and Maybe it's Bridge. a mess in terms of naming, but I'm, I'm excited and kind of curious to see how this keeps unfolding. Mm-hmm. And if anybody creates a meaningful audience through this sort of Adobe social network that they seem to be trying to build. And I, cool. I love the idea, if, if nothing else, just to have a competitor to Instagram because fuck Facebook. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I Facebook just, needs to be gone. I, I really think it needs to just be gone. It's so clunky and like, wh- what are people even doing on Facebook anymore? Yesterday I, mean, I posted all about on Facebook. I posted a status that said, I picked 12 pounds of strawberries yesterday. That's, okay. that's my first post in like a month what the hell is the point of that well you made it i know and i myself where it's at for years now i think facebook groups have been the driving uh stickiness of the platform far less than what it used to be which was the news feed of your actual friends and family and what they were up to and what they were doing uh i don't know did you run the new facebook um uh, gui that they turned on for some people like you can enable the Mm -hmm. new facebook interface it's really nice actually i think it's it's super compelling it feels more mobile even on desktop and i think facebook is making a a nudge toward pages again uh it seems to me my organic reach on my my actual business page is recovering better than it used to yeah yeah and maybe that's anecdotal but like two or three of my most five recent images got like over 300 likes which is way more, I would almost always average closer to like 100, 150 oh, gotcha. for a long, long time. And so that's almost double. And they're not, I mean, they're cool fo- photos, but they didn't perform. Like you can always track Instagram as a method of comparison. You post at the same time, it's the same photo, similar audience size for me. Like if mm-hmm. I'm getting double the engagement, literally double on Facebook than I am on Instagram, then that signals to me that there's some algorithm discrepancy occurring yeah, yeah and 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 i'm just curious to keep monitoring that and see and they've, they've really streamlined the look and feel of pages and just facebook in general is really great but i do hate that they're emphasizing groups so much and video because yeah it's just i don't care about facebook groups i don't care to watch video on facebook i like igtv but i do not like facebook's actual video so yeah facebook's trying to be too many things to too many people and they need to stop that crap <laughs> Yeah, uh, I did see that they um, are supposedly going to allow people to opt out of political ads. Oh yeah, I saw that, that, but I only saw it on your in your feed. I didn't I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, yeah I didn't look it's into coming. It myself, it's coming. It's really cool. Uh, so how is that going to work exactly? You just opt out. Yeah, and then supposedly any, you know, unless. <laughs> campaigns game the system by not flagging maybe they flag it something other than political who knew, which wouldn't shock me at all wouldn't shock um, me at all. I, in general though I, i'm gonna say i don't see that many political ads myself uh, do you do you notice them often yeah yeah they're they're on there for me yeah well i i don't i tend to see more photography related stuff which yeah uh, makes sense which i don't mind that much but you know i guess the people that see political ads maybe are people that engage in in political discourse debate uh, mm-hmm. to some degree i don't know do you engage with like any political pages or discussions like i'm wondering why no. you see these ads and i don't No, i don't i i don't know why i see them either maybe it's just because i spend so little time on facebook that it's just i'm kind of getting maybe a little more of the generic 
Yeah, good call. You know, schlock that they throw, the yeahs that they throw at everybody. I don't know. I'm over it. Facebook's destroying the world. They they really are bad news. They're just and we don't we don't have time to get into the discussion that basically three companies own everything. Google, Amazon, Facebook, it's just everything. That's everything. And maybe Twitter. You can throw Twitter in there, sure. Dude, so okay. So check this out. I got COVID tested yesterday. Oh. Yeah, right. I don't have any symptoms, but um this because was... uh I went to a few protests with Abby. Um they so Baltimore opened up seemingly as a response to the protests that have uh, protests that have been going on. Um, They opened up the convention center to some COVID testing from the 17th through the 19th. So just today and tomorrow or the last two days um, that they're doing it. It's free. Um, You can just sign up online. They, you can, you can walk up, but they encourage you to, to make an appointment there. And, and it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Give me the story. Yeah. So you walk in. Yeah. This is at the convention center where so, there are a lot of lines. It's super crowded. It was actually outside the convention center between like under sort of like a walkway that was outdoors. So it was covered That's um, where they were key. doing the actual testing, but it was outside. So I imagine you wouldn't want to have, no. you'd have to take so many precautions for people that are getting tested. I mean, there must be a high risk of some people having symptoms. Oh, definitely. You you don't want to be indoors. Yeah. 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 People that are going there, some of them are having symptoms. So, you know, percentage of them are having symptoms. So you definitely need to be. Did you observe any coffee? No, 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 no. There actually wasn't that many people there. So when I showed up, it was, so you kind of walked all the way around the convention center and you walked up to this gigantic tent that just went all the way down. It must've been like a quarter mile long. It was just this big tent with. Wow um tapes you know tape on the ground every six feet and it was for if it ever got like super super crowded but there was only like 10 people in line or something like that so there was a completely empty tent but it was huge just in case there was some kind of surge we got in there we they called us over to kind of the check-in tent so you go over there you check in they say do you have an appointment you say i I said yes here's my id and they said okay go over to uh, that line. And so there was lines A through E, I guess, where people were waiting to get the, like a, basically like a secondary check-in where they kind of verified your information and got you set up, uh, got you set up to actually be tested by a couple of the nurses. And exciting. Yeah. So uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at everybody and everybody that gets tested sort of stands up and does this sort of weird head wobble. And so I'm kind of anticipating because it's apparently really kind of an intense procedure of just like shoving something up your nose. So what happens is... Wait, wait, um, so the head wobble, this is before or after they... After they... Okay, after they shove something up your nose. Exactly. They were like getting up and walking away and being like, whoa. So... Um, does it hurt? Okay. So no, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt exactly, but it is definitely the weirdest experience ever. So, uh, yeah. So they checked me in, I went over and met a nice, uh, nurse named Wendy and she was like, okay, um, got your information here. So just tilt your head back. This is, I'll make this as painless as possible. And I'm like, okay. So takes this uh, really, really annoyingly thin, um, very very long uh q-tip basically and shoves it 
all the way into my nose and way back into basically my brain. Like they, it was like all the way in there and then sort of rolled it around and, uh, it for about, so first she like left it in for about maybe 10 seconds. And then that was weird enough. And then she twisted it a bunch of times. Oh my God. 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a quick in and out. No, no, no. Shoved it in there for like 10 seconds, twisted around for about five more seconds, kind of shoved it around and everything, pulled it out. And it was really, really weird. And then she did the other nostril, bam, um, threw that in for 10 seconds, twisted around, rolled it around, took it out. And that was it. It was over. It was about, you know, the whole thing was 45 seconds, but it was really, really crazy. Apparently, if you're not sort of crying by the end, just in terms of like the weirdness of it being shoved into your eyeball. Uh, what are you th- ta- okay, wait, 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 wait. so you said two things now that you feel like it feels like it's in your brain. Yeah. And now you're saying it actually feels like it's in your eyeball, like the back of your eye or what? So they basically, in order to get a good sample of your um nasal tissue they have to get it all the way up into your nostril like way back into like behind your eye and your brain it's like some it's like in the middle of your head it's really crazy horrifying i was thinking about just like skipping down there and being like hey let me get a test no no no, no, you should definitely way i'm subjecting myself to this oh oh sam No. no 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 it's weird it's not it's not painful it's just really weird um, Here's my question. Sure. What? Okay. I know this isn't a common symptom, but isn't one of the symptoms like stuffiness? What if you've got yeah. like some mucus and some buildup? Like how do they poke through that junk? Oh, it's not like the, it would, I, I, I can't, I don't know. They, they, and I'm sure that they will be able to get all the way in there for what they needed. Okay. Uh, even if you had like mucus buildup or something gross like that, but no, it, it's, it's definitely, it, it was super easy. It was as painless as I, it was less painless. It was less painful than I thought it would be. Okay. It was fine. It was, it really was was fine, but it was like, it was very fast. It was over. And then like five minutes later, you're totally back to normal. But it was, it was just very weird. I'm like walking away, doing the head wobble, being like, whoa, (laughs) that was so weird. Was Abby with you? Did she get it? Yeah, she got it too. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it was pretty wild, but it was it's cool, and they're gonna have uh, results uh, texted to me in twenty four to forty eight hours. So I'm sitting here. I really want to get a text message that just is like from an unknown number that just says you don't have COVID, and that Negative. that's it. <laughs> um, or like awesome. you've got the COVID. Stay indoors. Wow. Okay. Good so, story. Thank you for. And yeah. uh, sorry, Abby was with you. How was yeah, it? Yeah, she was. She did it too, right at the same time I did in a different line, and it was very fast. Like we were, we walked up, we got in line, and we were out of there in like thirty minutes. It was it was okay. really easy. And um, now, if there is a long line, I'm sure that would make it uh, significantly longer. But as long as you make an appointment and to show up at the right time, you should be fine. I would definitely encourage everybody to do it. Just, just do it. You know, like if you can find a free COVID testing site near you, why not? If you get a, if you get a negative, it's possible that it's a false negative, but if you get a positive, there's almost no false positives. That's, that's kind of the rule. Pretty, pretty wild. Definitely update me when you get any results back. I will. Yeah. Hopefully within maybe even today. Yeah. I should, should be able to get it, um, either today or tomorrow. 
So I'm really, really interested in, in seeing what happens. It was like a weird experience and everybody kind of said the same thing that it was just like, that was crazy. I wonder what it's, it's like fun. to be an actual administrator of the test. You're just like constantly shoving sticks up people's brains for yeah. your day. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be kind of weird. <laughs> Must be really weird, but I don't know. I mean, nurses are used to that kind of stuff. I've, that's true. When I was talking to especially when Abby was in, um, nursing school, she would come back with the just most insane stories, like cleaning up diarrhea or like, you know, th- or like, th- you know, helping some old guy pee or, you know, like, or, or like blood splattering on her or something, or like having to like reset an arm or something. Eventually, I think nurses, almost all nurses that I know are just kind of like, all right, whatever, you know, not shove something up your nose. Here you go. Everybody's the same. Yeah, Here's your nose. I guess the, the human body just, yeah, exactly. It becomes yeah. sort of like, this is just how they are. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't. I'm that's, sure after a while they probably get into it. Be like, all right, how can I like really get this thing in there right? <laughs> uh, well, good, good on you for going to get tested. I probably should mm-hmm. get tested. I flew, I flew twice on an airplane. Yeah, down you to should Oklahoma definitely get tested. for a wedding this past weekend. I, I will say though, uh, people seem to associate three, three airplanes and flying with just like one of the riskier things you can do right now. But I don't think that that I felt incredibly safe. Everybody was wearing a mask everybody was everything was so clean just mm-hmm. like perfectly clean and uh you know honestly i always wanted to wear a mask when traveling just because i was always freaked out about getting sick anyway because i'd normally be traveling for a wedding or a workshop and i could not get sick or i'd be unable right. to do those things and so now it's like great everyone's on board <laughs> we're all on the same page mm-hmm. nobody's touching crap everybody's being respectful everybody had their own row um, i almost felt like what flying must have been like 30 years ago before it became so affordable, you know, just sort of like uh, what traffic's like now. Like it feels like the roads and like the highways and such are how they were meant to be experienced in terms of, uh, I know bandwidth and the volume of cars (laughs) on the, it's like great. It's so every time I've gone down to DC the past month, it's like green, green all the way. Thank you. And I'm like, dude, I I like don't ever want to go back to like having to go to a press conference at nine in the freaking morning, having to sit leave at six leave at six thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's it's so wild. I I really love driving. Honestly, I, I I don't predict anybody who would typically be stuck in a commute like that daily, uh, adding to the rush hour and everything. I think those kinds of jobs are going to stay fairly remote. I think people are going to stay at home. And I think even once they do start to phase things back to a more normal office presence, I think it's going to come in rotations. Mm-hmm. So half the number of people, quarter of people, whatever, are going to be there. And yeah. again, easing up on the overloading the highway system and public transit and, and everything else. So I'm excited actually about what this could mean. Uh, terrified economically of what that's going to mean. I, I would not want to be in uh, commercial real estate right now. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't either. So, so speaking of um, productivity in the workplace. So I did this thing called a cave day that I wanted to tell you about Sam and everybody else listening cave day. Cave Day is a, I guess it's a company, but it's it's also oh. sort of like a type of thing. But basically, what it is is it's a uh, a Zoom, basically a Zoom meeting where you all kind of 
clock in. These people you know, strangers? These are people that you don't know. Um, this is very similar to an app that you and I used very briefly. Um, and I think you said that Nessa uses a lot. Um, oh, what yeah. is that Focus called? Mate. Focus, Focus Mate. Mate. Yeah. And so for any patrons listening, I have a dedicated Focus Mate calendar set up for patrons, by the way. Uh, just so if you want to, Focusmate is meant to be sort of a accountability thing. You're just mm-hmm. on camera for the hour. You don't actually engage and talk with the person much mm-hmm. other than when you start and then when you end. But if you want to do a Focusmate meeting with uh, an actual photographer, maybe you're working on something similar or whatever, uh, get on that. It's not being yeah, utilized cool. nearly enough, and I'm paying like 50 bucks a month for it. <laughs> so anyway, continue. Cave so similar, to, similar in that similar vein, um, but slightly more hands-on, is basically uh, Abby found out about this thing, and, and she was like, let's try it. So what it is is basically a Zoom meeting where you kind of all roll in, however many people at a time. You There's like a facilitator that's in charge of the meeting, and basically what you do is you work in sprints. And what you do is you they basically say, hey, everybody – How's everybody doing? Hope you're all doing okay. We're going to do like, I don't know, some fun, whatever, loosen up, stretch or something like that. And they break you out into little breakout rooms for like two or three minutes of like three or four people. And you just say, hey, where you're from? Uh, What are you trying to get done in this cave day sprint time or whatever? And you... uh, And then, I don't know, something funny about yourself or what you're working on. And How many people? Uh, this one that we did was like 30 or 40 people. Uh, so, uh, after we split out into breakouts, they called us back in and they were like, okay, it is nine 35. Uh, we're going to start your cave day. That means no, uh, you turn off your turn on, do not disturb. You set yourself up for the task. You have already told everybody what you intend to do for the next 50 minutes and you go for a 50 minute sprint. Boom. You're just watching 30 people working and you're working too for like 50 minutes and then at the end of that 50 minutes the facilitator does a little chime or whatever and says like hey everybody we're gonna take a three minute break everybody come back here and then they you know maybe we'll say something like all right everybody do like a stretch maybe like close your eyes do like three breaths or whatever and then boom next sprint like go for it we'll just go right into it and then there's a third sprint which is a shorter one like a 30 minute sprint that uh, they just kind of tack on at the end, say, like, all right, um, go for it. And then at the end, they break you out one more time. They say, hey, did you get everything done? How are you feeling, et cetera. And then that's it. And then there's various other sprints all throughout the day. So, and for, yeah, it's 35 bucks for, like, unlimited drop-ins per month. So just, like, 35 bucks per month to kind of, like, get in there any day. Okay. And what we found is that we got a shit ton of work done. We got mm. we got more work done in a two and a half hour cave day sprint or whatever than we did in three days. Abby got like writing done. She got this writing module that she's been like really behind on just done. Boom. Knocked it out. I was working on music for two and a half hours and ended up getting really, really far and basically almost done with a song that I thought was going to take me a week. And then the next day, okay, all right. So it's sure. it works, but how much time is spent with each of these thirty people? Like, hey, I'm Ryan from South Dakota. I'm going to get like that. Seems like you'd have to with that many people in a group, each and everyone talking about it. A massive that, amount of time spent just like sitting and listening. 
That's what the breakout rooms are for. So they just break you out into like three or four people and it's, it's like two or three minutes and then they grab you right back in and end that breakout room. So it's like, now have you tried focus mate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you think that this is better than focus mate just because there's more people involved and there's just that creates a more motivated essence or, or what? Yeah. I, well, I like it better for two reasons. One being kind of an extrovert, uh, I like mm-hmm. seeing a lot of people working at the same time and kind of it, it really does when you're seeing like 30 people and the same screen just like knocking stuff out and there's no distractions you're just like you've and you've also explained to a few of these people exactly what you intend to do so it's in your head um and you've also got this facilitator kind of encouraging you at the begin like beforehand um they don't interrupt or anything but beforehand and kind of like helping you kind of get in this zone of like, we're going to do this work now. We're all going to do it. Everybody's going to get something done. And then you're just over. Uh, it's, it's just over. Um, okay. So that's pretty cool. So what's this called again? Is this a website or it's called cave day and it is, I think it's a Yeah. Yeah. Caveday.org. So, Interesting. Well, definitely that's pretty would, exciting. Would Deep check focus that sessions out. facilitated daily. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. But I do like Focusmate. I think I think Focusmate works really well as well, uh, especially if I could see especially the value in working with somebody who's who's doing the same thing that you are. So if you're a photographer and you connect with another photographer and you say, hey, here's here's what I'm doing. This is my, you know, I'm I'm trying to knock out this engagement session or I'm trying to like edit down these you know these like headshots or whatever i think that could be really really useful especially having like another photographer just looking right at you while you're doing everything i think is helpful yeah but for me it was also it's kind of nice because there was people in there on the cave day that were doing every type of thing there was one person who's like i'm trying to get a draft done of this thing for work that my boss is breathing down my neck on this one person was like i'm finger painting you know like i was working on music i was working on writing there's an architect trying to draw something it was cool um and from every every part of the world so it was like kind of nice yeah i mean that's essentially what focus made is also like yeah yeah now i i haven't been using these kinds of tools very much myself personally uh i tend to be fine in my in my output uh other mm-hmm. than music which is different but um my but nessa nessa uses focus made probably four times a day every single day oh that's awesome um, so she just sets up back-to-back sessions basically all throughout the morning and so most of the time she's not paired with another patron in my group she's paired with somebody on the the global calendar and yeah often is talking you know introduced to people working on a thesis or whatever else you can imagine so uh, yeah works really well and now one thing with focus mate versus um cave dam curious focus mate actually does give your profile a rating so if you bail oh. on a meeting oh so right focus mate is only one-to-one by the way there's no right. group aspect so if you bail on a meeting you get a score that uh basically makes you less favorable people aren't gonna sign up on the schedule to work with you right if you know, have bailed on 80% of your meetings or what have you. So that, that's sort of a different type of approach and complexity to the whole thing. At the end of the day, it sounds like they're both trying to do the exact same thing, hold you accountable by other human bodies, also trying to be held accountable to getting work done. 
And right. so uh, there's just kind of two subtly different strategies. Um, but I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. in the, like the big group thing, as long it's as I wouldn't have to talk cool. too much because I'm very introverted. No, yeah. you, you don't really have to talk. And some and if you because there because generally there are so many people like you know if you don't talk like who cares? It's not they don't call everyone out. And I mean in the breakout rooms you you would say something, but it's super easy because it's just like four people and it's like two seconds. Yeah. But um, usually they'll they'll say something like, okay, in the chat, you know, let us know how you did on this sprint. Did you get all of your work done? Did you get nothing done? Like what, how, how did it go? I like that. Pretty cool. It's very, it's, it's nice also to have like a very, very, very little bit of guidance. So Uh, I will say in terms of pricing, uh, focus is free up to like, I think two sessions a week, something like that. Totally free. Uh, and I'm not sure how it all breaks down and compares to Zoom, but it looks like for the Zoom Ave Day thing that you were talking about specifically, it's it's no no free nothing. Uh, I don't right? it's think so. E&E. No, I think anyway. I think you do have to pay. You can also I think though that you can pay for just to drop in on a single class for less than thirty five bucks. So anyway, it's worth looking into for sure. I mean, we did, it was so successful that we decided to do another cave day the following day. And we're at this point planning on trying to do at least two, maybe three of those per week. It was like a nine thirty, and then, uh, till, till like 12, but it's, it's all throughout the day. So there's like a four o'clock sprint, a noon sprint, just like whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah, at the yep. end of the day, I'm just excited to see sort of innovation in work world. You know, I feel like we've been carrying over so much of how these people that work in a more typical job than maybe photographers, but in general, we've carried over like the, the model from the industrial revolution, literally, yeah. uh, into yeah. what we do now. And it just, we've experienced another revolution. We yes. have the information age. We have computers. There's literally zero reason to have our work week look anything like uh, what it has up till now. And so Absolutely. It's, it's really, really cool to see what of these innovations occur. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about this um, before, but like after this is all over employees, which, which may never, I mean, literally we could be sitting here for, for over a year. Employees are going to have so much leverage to say like, Hey, I want, to work from home more well, days maybe. per week. Here, here's one thing I was reading is that there, there's supposedly people are hypothesizing that there's actually going to be uh, quite a lot of white collar jobs uh, let go because employers can actually measure productivity mm-hmm. now yeah. a lot more precisely oh, yeah. and, and direct to to one one particular employee versus someone else who isn't doing anything. And so. In some ways, yeah, the employees that do have a uh, really good work ethic and do have a high productivity maybe will be appreciated and retained and have a lot more leverage over how much they get paid and their hours and structure and all that. But employees that were just getting by or just generally weren't good workers, I, I, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's most people, uh, aren't going to have that and, and are going to be let go and, or just not not retained or whatever mm-hmm. it'll be so crazy to see how this plays out i agree i also think like after after we did that cave day abby mentioned to me she was like dude this is what employers should just do like this is i mean people get so much more done in so so much less time i don't know again like yeah. i think that the landscape of working 
is definitely going to change, especially if this thing really, really drags out. If you think about it, the Great Depression lasted years. It wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, well, maybe this will be over in a few months. You know, and maybe, maybe people yeah. said that, you know, at the time, they're like, maybe this will be over soon. And it just dragged on and on and on. At the end of the day, it, it was, it was a decade of, of basically knock on effects. Basically, well, and up scarily to like enough, I, b- like, I believe it was World War II that was the only thing that really got us out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I mean, and <laughs> that's, that. that's scary to think about. Um, I think keeping, we got to like keep our head on our shoulders here and say like, this is not something that is going to, even if they have a vaccine, I mean, we're talking, we are talking a year from now at the absolute minimum before things go back to some kind of normal. I'm looking at movies. I mean, I watched Pretty in Pink the other day, which by the way, I kind of didn't like, but that's another story. Never heard, never heard of it. Is this um, a new movie? No, no, what? Pretty in Pink? Never Molly Ringwald? No. Okay, come on. John Hughes movie? Anyway, classic. Any of these names. It's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, but apparently, I don't know. I had never seen it up until now. And, um, I, I watched it. anyway, seeing all these people without masks on, I'm like, it's, it's weird. It is. That is it's a weird. very strange sensation. Yeah. Or sensation. Uh, realization is, is that it affects you as a weird, that's weird experience to see people like hugging and yeah. shaking hands in movies of like, no, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get the Ronies. You're right. But you know, uh, I was down in Oklahoma for a wedding. I was the only one wearing a mask anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was it's like the thing never occurred. Only in chains, I got a sub from Jimmy John's, did I see any type of precaution mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know good faith exercise and uh, social distancing and wearing masks and all that. Everywhere wow. else was, they, the rehearsal dinner was bowling, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> which was God. awesome. I mean, super I mean, fun. Yeah. I actually really liked having a sense of normalcy. And the numbers there sort of enabled them to have a more relaxed approach because Oklahoma is like middle of nowhere. The density of people in the city is not so bad, but it was very bizarre to come from somewhere like Maryland who has been a little more heavy handed than I think a lot of States and it's paid off for Maryland. The numbers are trending really, really well to then be overnight or within a few hours transported to Oklahoma where it was like the thing almost didn't occur. It was very, very strange like experience. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I again with these protests and just the civil unrest that's occurring across the country. I, I don't know if people are going to keep up the best effort, good faith attempts to keep their distance. I, yeah, I, I just going to be interesting. It's going to keep be hearing really rumblings now in the, the mainstream media of a second wave and all this. Yeah. And like I don't, I don't know. Right now, Maryland's Flip, trending yeah. really, really good, really positively. But you that's know what's going to be really crazy hmm. is when there is a vaccine. How many people politicize that? Oh, yeah. And, and like, you know, the, the anti-vaxxer movement and all that was already sort of an issue in the yeah. world. It was an issue, not sort of. It it's, is. It's going now. You know, so a, a lot of vaccine, people are going to eat oh their words, I think. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to... Th- I think a lot of people who could have been on edge or could have been... Uh, their Their brain could have been molded to believe eventually, even if they mm-hmm. aren't anti-vaxxers now, they could have if they were exposed to the content enough molded to believe that vaccinations were bad. I think a lot of those people will be convinced in a way that harms society a greater, not to, not to get a, you know, rushed vaccine, no matter how much, um, the government, nobody trusts the government anymore. Nobody right. trusts the media. Like, yeah. 
somebody said it uh, the other day. I'm going to find this quote because I, I found it really compelling, a terrifying, but really compelling idea. One second. Okay. And the way information, you know, given Facebook groups, given like what social media you spend the most time in, given how much time you actually spend in the real world talking to humans versus digital. Um, here it is. At the end of the day, it's becoming impossible to talk about anything with anyone, especially on social media. Mm -hmm. There's just no shared space of facts or vetting of information whereby I can effectively talk about anything. We can't even agree what has happened on a Monday on earth anymore. Like, <laughs> it's true. You, you literally true. can't, can't agree about anything anymore. And it's, it's, I don't know what the end result of that leads to, but um, it can be very stressful at the end of the day, you know. At, at the end of the day, uh, I think, yeah, the best thing that you can do is just work on whatever you've got going on. Keep your head down and stay safe. You know, take the threat of a virus seriously, but also do, you know, try to enjoy yourself. And I don't know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it. It's, yeah, you kind of have to pull back, even though there are infinite numbers of resources that you can expose yourself to, you, you really need to put in some like artificial limitations. Yeah. We've talked what, about what this here. before that the human brain's not really ready for this amount of information that we're able to consume at any one time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, well, anyway, uh, my brain was starting to trend in another whole area of, of discussion, but we should, we should probably stop. I'm going to hit the road. I have a portrait to shoot uh, this afternoon. Cool. Just a single person headshot and I'm going to get some district taco on the way. Ooh, nice. Uh, cool. Well, talk to you uh, later, but cool. All right, man. Peace.